You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hello and welcome to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. We're your hosts. My name is Marcy Davis and my service dog, Whistle. And we're thrilled to be with you today and talk about our favorite subject, which is working dogs. And today we're going to talk about a topic that a lot of listeners have emailed me and contacted me asking me to talk about, and that is the retirement of a service dog, which is really a, a sensitive subject. It's hard to talk about, but it's definitely something that we all have to think about as we have a working dog. So we're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors, and then we're going to come right back and dive in and start talking about the retirement of a service dog. So please come back and join us. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Pawfume Dog Grooming and Finishing Spray is proud to be a new sponsor of Pet Life Radio. Pawfume Super Long Lasting Sprays are available in four unique fragrances. Each Pawfume spray is fortified with the finest conditioners and detanglers to make combing out your dog more fun. Pawfume retails for only $2 per 6-ounce bottle. Pawfume is available nationwide at all Dollar General and Family Dollar stores. Why pay more to have your dog smell great? Pawfume, P-A-W-F-U-M-E. This valuable information comes from your pet. There's nothing like a wagging tail or friendly paw to lift your mood. They're therapeutic and make us feel good. Studies show pets even reduce stress, prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and fight depression. So there you have it. Pets are a daily dose of good health and happiness. Pets Add Life. To learn more, visit PetsAdLife.org. Got questions about your hound's health? Need the facts on Fido's fitness or food? You want to unleash your pup's potential? Well, you've come to the right place with Win With Dogs. Here, we learn how easy it is to naturally improve the lives of our furry friends. So sit, stay, and get ready to win with dogs. With me, Raquel Wynn. Exercise, nutrition, interaction, and love make for one healthy, happy hound. Give yourself the gift of knowledge on demand every week right here at Pet Life Radio with me, Raquel Wynn, and Win with Dogs. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. 
today we're going to talk about a subject that's very close to my heart and it's something that everyone who gets a service dog has to face one day and that is the retirement of your working dog. And that's really something that it's hard to talk about, but I've had so many calls and emails from listeners asking me to talk about this and to share my experience of retiring a service dog. And I've had two very different experiences in retiring my dogs. My first dog, Ramona, had to be retired very abruptly. She was only seven years old when she developed bone spurs on her spinal cord and all of a sudden was in a lot of pain. So obviously, I could not continue to work her when she was having this pain, but it was a big surprise to me. I didn't know it. It was something that happened very abruptly, and she had to be retired immediately. And when she experienced the pain the first time that I saw it, I took her to the vet immediately, and I talked with my vet after he did a series of x-rays to see what was going on with her, and he told me right away that she was going to be in a lot of pain for the rest of her life and that she needed to be as calm and quiet as possible. Well, because that was so abrupt, I was in shock. I was in shock. I didn't want to believe it. You know, it was something that I really had to come to terms with. My first priority, of course, was Ramona and her health and well-being. I wanted to make sure that she had the best medical care that I could afford for her and that she had the best retirement life that I could possibly give her. But I have to say, it was really hard for me as a woman with a disability that had experienced all this independence that my service dog had given me to all of a sudden not have her in my life anymore as my working partner. I had her in my life now as my pet since she was going to be retired, but I was really, I really struggled with how to deal with not having my working dog. So I called my agency right away and talked with them. They agreed that she definitely needed to be retired right away. They really encouraged me to get her another home to live in, which for me was really hard because Franz and I, you know, we don't have a lot of family that we could give Ramona to. And that was pretty devastating for me to hear that, that I needed to get her out of our home. So that was a whole nother traumatic thing that I had to to process and really figure out of what was going to work for us because I knew that I didn't have any other place I felt comfortable taking her. I also knew that Ramona was going to need a lot of medical care and I didn't feel comfortable asking a family member to take on that burden of taking care of her. And I also, quite frankly, felt that Ramona had given her life to me and that it was my turn to give my life and my resources to her to make sure that she had the care that she needed. So with that process, you know, Ramona did retire right away. At first, she really struggled with it. She did not want to be retired and she got very upset whenever I would go to work. She would want to go with me. But after a few weeks, you know, she started to get into her new routine and I started to get into the new routine. Although I have to share with you that when Ramona was retired, 
I didn't know what to do because I had experienced her going with me. So I felt safer. I felt like I could go out on my own. And for the first two weeks of her retirement, I really canceled a lot of of activities that I had scheduled, especially things at night that I just did not feel safe going out by myself and traveling without Ramona with me. So it was a really, really big transition. Um, When I got my second dog, my successor dog, Morgan, I was really worried about how Morgan was going to interact with Ramona. I wanted to make sure that Ramona felt secure, that she knew how much I valued and adored her. And I have to say, my agency was so wonderful in working with me and working with Morgan to prepare him to come into our home. And they allowed Ramona to stay with us. And I talked with them very candidly about it, about her personality. And they, in selecting my successor dog, they actually selected a dog that would be a good match with Ramona. And I have to say, they did an amazing job with that. And I'll never forget the day that Morgan came to our home. Ramona, I was so worried of how she was going to respond to him. But her reaction was, what the heck took you so long to get here? She seemed to be so relieved that Morgan had showed up. She seemed to be very aware that he was the successor dog. And from that point on, she got on the couch and was very content there. (laughs) She was very content with him helping me, with him taking on her role. And I really believe that's because Ramona was in pain, and she didn't feel good, and she really was relieved that he was there, and she knew that I was being taken care of. So that transition from Ramona to Morgan was so much easier than I ever Ever thought it was going to be because I thought she'd be devastated by another dog coming into our home, but quite the opposite. She was the big sister that would boss him around. When he was learning to work with me, she would watch him and supervise him. And if he didn't do something right the first couple of times, she would get up and literally show him how to do it (laughs) and give him the stink eye, like, what's wrong with you? But it was just amazing of how she was the big sister. And he totally adored her and let her be the queen that she was. And he was so respectful. And it was as if he knew in the pack that was our home that she was number one and he was number two. And he was totally content with that. <laughs> so it was, it was wonderful. And I was so glad that Ramona accepted him and accepted her role in retirement. Now, she definitely was the alpha dog and she was the supervisor, but she was also sighing a big sigh of relief because she knew that she no longer had to be that working dog in our home. You know, so I tell people that you really, you know, the happiest day of my life was getting my service dog. It always is. Every time I get one, it's just so wonderful. But some of the saddest days of my life have been dealing with the retirement, dealing with the loss of my dogs, which we're going to talk about that more in other shows about the actual death of service dogs, because I think it's something that we really don't think about until we're experiencing it. And it is so difficult, or at least it has been from my perspective, 
it is so difficult to retire a dog that you are so in sync with. That dog knows you so well. You've worked together for years. You've really built a rapport, a trust, a real connection between the two of you. And then to have to let that go and replace it with another animal that you don't know. You don't know their little habits, what makes them tick, what freaks them out and scares them, or or what makes them feel good, what they like to do. And you know all those things so deeply with your working dog that it's really, really difficult to let go of that and to build another relationship with a successor dog. But I have to say that I've now done that. And I, I did it with Ramona when I retired her and got Morgan. And then when Morgan now has had to be retired. And retiring Morgan has been a very, very different experience. And Morgan is still with us in our home. But he, you know, and, and this is another thing I share with people is that when you have a service dog, you need to start looking for the signs of aging. You need to be really aware of your dog, as, as you all know, but you really need to watch them and see how well are they holding up daily to your routine. The first little signs I started noticing in Morgan was Morgan always stood so by my side and he and I would go shopping and run errands and do all kinds of things. But I started noticing that when I was shopping, Morgan, whenever I would stop to look at something, he would lie down. And he used to not do that. So that was the first little inkling that I saw that Morgan was getting older and he was aging. And that was going to be something that I was going to have to pay attention to. And I was going to have to make sure that Morgan was healthy enough to continue doing the work that I needed him to do. And the other little piece of advice that I have for you is to really talk with your agency and your vet Really be honest with them about what you're seeing in your dog and talk with them about that and get their advice. Because one of the things I love about my agency, Pause with the Cause, is that you have to, every year and a half, I have to get recertified with my dog and I have to get a form completed by my vet that talks about my dog's medical condition. What kind of shape are they in? When did they get their last shots? You know, what's their weight? How are they doing physically? And I think that's so wonderful to monitor it that way because it really gives you a baseline of information that you can really watch and monitor your dog's aging and their overall health. And I think that's really good. And, and, you know, it can creep up on you. And you could really not realize how much your dog is aging until a professional really looks at them and really evaluates their different aspects of their health. And I think that's a really good thing. And that's something that I really encourage people. Talk to your vet. Talk to your agency about what you're seeing. Because when Morgan, when I started seeing signs of him slowing down, I talked with my vet about it. And my vet told me, you know, at different points of his life and different signs that I should be looking for that really educated me so that I can make sure, again, that I was giving Morgan and all my service dogs the best care that I could possibly give them. You know, another thing that Morgan started doing that I... I noticed was 
he always was ready to go with me whenever I would leave the house. But sometimes he started slowing down a little bit where he wasn't as excited to run to the door in the mornings. He'd be looking at me like, isn't it Saturday yet? Can't we stay home today? You know, he really started becoming more of a homebody. He wanted to stay home and he wanted me to stay home. And I started realizing that he was really tired and that he really didn't want to go because he was getting tired and he was getting older. And, it, you know, his joints and things, it was getting more difficult for him to jump into my van for him to jump onto the seat. You know, it was becoming more and more difficult for him as he was aging, as it does all of us as we age, which is really no fun. (laughs) You know, I'm learning that aging is not what it was cracked up to be and that I have to realize that my service dogs age at such an incredible rate that is so much, much faster than the human being. So that's something that we really have to to respond to and be aware of. And the other thing I realized is that every dog is different and every retirement experience can be different. You know, Ramona didn't feel good, so she was really ready to retire. But Morgan, on the other hand, was not ready to retire. He did not want to give up Even though he was tired and he preferred that we stay home, he really did not want to relinquish his duties to another dog. So we're going to take a quick break and hear some important messages from our wonderful sponsors. And we're going to come back and I'm going to share with you Morgan's experience of retirement, which was quite different from Ramona's. So please come back and join us. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. 
So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to TeachersPetSessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Salvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com. When you're looking to add a pet into your life, consider adopting a homeless animal from your local shelter or rescue group. Whether you want a kitten, puppy, or a more mature pet, a purebred or a -a one-of-a-kind mixed breed, even a rabbit or hamster, your shelter has the best selection of animals anywhere, all screened for good health and behavior. PetLifeRadio.com presents Take Me Home with your host, Susan Daffron. Join us each week as we showcase wonderful pets, tell stories, and even throw some pet education into the mix. So get ready to find out why the pet adoption option can be a great way to add a furry companion into your life. Take me home every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. PetLifeRadio.com Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. And today we're talking about a difficult subject, which is the retirement of our service dogs. And I've been sharing with you my experiences with Ramona, my first service dog, and Morgan, my second service dog, who is now retired. Morgan is lying on the couch while Whistle and I are visiting with you today. But I have to tell you, Morgan's retirement experience was so different from Ramona. I started noticing some of the signs of retirement that we've been talking about. Morgan was getting slower. He was not wanting to leave the house. He was wanting us to stay home. And I could just tell that he was really slowing down. So I talked with Paws with the Cause, and they agreed with me. Morgan was, I guess he was nine years old at the time. And they thought that it would be a good idea for me to start considering a successor dog. So they started working on training Whistle, my next dog, and they told me to start working on retiring Morgan. So what they recommended was that I start letting Morgan work part-time so that he could stay home half a day and half a day he could still go out and work with me. So we started that. We started you know, letting him stay home a little. And at first he was confused by that and he wasn't really happy that I was leaving him at home. But, you know, he got into the routine and I would take him for half a day with me whenever I'd go out to work or to shop or do whatever. But we definitely started letting him scale back a little bit. And, you know, I think that was a very good thing. And then Paws recommended that as we got closer to the time that my successor dog, Whistle, was going to come to live with us, that I should stop taking Morgan with me altogether and I should let him stay home all the time. So I did that. So I did it really gradually and started transitioning Morgan into being at home. 
which he was fine with. You know, he really, I would still take him, you know, with me some of the time, or I would take him for a ride in the car, but he'd really, really scaled back his activity up until he was staying home all the time. But of course, even though he was home with me, he was still with me all the time and still very much on duty and helping me. Although he wasn't going out in public with me as much, he was definitely still working with me at home. So the day came that Whistle was to come and be my new successor dog. And Paws recommended that I leave Morgan in the vehicle when we went to get Whistle, that I go meet Whistle at the airport with Morgan in the car, and then I could bring Whistle outside of the airport, and he and Morgan could be introduced there, which would be great because that would be a place that was a neutral place where Morgan wasn't you know, necessarily the alpha dog because it wouldn't be our home. It would be a central location. So we did that, and Whistle came with Morgan's puppy raiser, actually, Carol, who we love dearly, who is like a member of our family, and she actually works with Paws with the Cause in Michigan. So she flew out to visit us and brought Whistle to me, which was just awesome. So she and Whistle got off the plane, and she introduced me to Whistle there inside the airport, away from Morgan. And the first thing Whistle did was he stepped up on my foot plates and kissed me on the ear. (laughs) So I thought, yay, he and I are going to be fine. We'll bond. But I was really concerned about how he was going to respond to Morgan and how Morgan was going to respond to him. So we took Whistle outside and Franz went and got Morgan out of my van and we had the introduction outside. And everything was fine. Morgan was fine with Whistle. And we came home. And then Morgan was like, well, is Whistle here with Carol? I think he thought that maybe Whistle was just our guest for a few days. So when Morgan realized that Whistle wasn't our guest, that he was staying with us, his attitude changed. And he wasn't too happy about that. And Paws had told me just to spend some time with Whistle, not to start working him, but just to start bonding with him. So I was trying to do that, but I have to say it was very difficult with Morgan. Morgan did not want me bonding with Whistle. Morgan did not want Whistle getting in bed with me. (laughs) He did not want Whistle beside my wheelchair. He would literally push Whistle out of the way. He didn't want him beside me. He thought that was his role, and he thought that Whistle was just cutting in on his job. So I really had to talk with my agency a lot about that and talk with our trainer, Danny, who was working with us, about different things that we could do with Morgan so that he could still feel good about himself and his role, and yet I could start working with Whistle and start developing my relationship with Whistle. But I have to say that I should... Many tears (laughs) that first month, several months, actually, because it broke my heart to see Morgan's disappointment when I was working with Whistle and when Whistle would leave with me to go to work and Morgan would stay home. And we really had to work on it. And Danny gave me some great suggestions. She, for example, suggested that whenever I was training with Whistle, that my husband, Franz, would play with Morgan. 
and that we would have a special toy for Morgan during that time because Morgan loves to play. So we did. We went and bought Morgan a special toy just for him. We got some treats that were special to Morgan. He loves peanut butter. So we got a toy that had peanut butter in it, and we gave him those things when I was working with Whistle. And Franz would give that to him so that he also started bonding more with Franz and developing a stronger relationship with him. And although they've always been big buddies, it was transitioning, though. And Franz was taking on more of a role with Morgan, of caring for Morgan and and developing a stronger bond with him. But I have to say that even that was difficult because Morgan would realize that I was working with Whistle. And even though he got those special treats, he still was aggravated that I was working with Whistle. And he would bark at Whistle or he would really try to distract Whistle. And so we really had to work on that and make sure that there was some separation time where Morgan was out of the house or, you know, in another area where that he could be distracted and get some some special attention while Whistle was getting the attention of working with me. But even with that, it was still a struggle. I mean, I have to be honest with you. It was not the easiest. And I think it would have been easier if I would have had somebody I could have given Morgan to. But that wasn't the case for me. I had to keep Morgan, which I was thankful I could keep him. But it also made the transition much more difficult. I was hoping it would be the same experience that it was with Ramona that Morgan would be relieved when Whistle got here. But that was not the case at all. Morgan was not happy about it. And he let me know and he let Whistle know that he had no place in our house and that he was the number one dog. So another thing that Danny suggested that I do with Morgan is that I let him do some tasks as well. And I let him work a little bit at home. So I did that. And I have to say that Morgan has now been retired three years and Whistle has been with me two and a half years. And I still to this day let Morgan do some tasks because it makes him feel better about himself. And it just... It just really helps for him to feel like I still need him. Another thing that I do with Morgan is I still put a little backpack on him. Although he's retired and I don't take him out in public, I still sometimes put his little backpack on him and let him think that he's working around the house. And I'll take him for a ride in my van and I'll put his little backpack on him and let him think that he's actually working. And I think that that's really helped him and makes him still feel like he's important and that he can still do those tasks. So, you know, it's definitely gotten easier over the last two and a half years. And there are definitely some times that I also will let Whistle stay home if I'm just running somewhere really quickly and I'm, you know, going to go through a drive-thru to drop off some clothes at the cleaners or something and I'm not going to get out of my van. I might let Whistle stay home and I'll take Morgan with me in the van so that he thinks he's still working and he thinks he's having some special alone time with me. 
And Danny also told me that she thought that was a good thing for Whistle, to keep Whistle sharp and for him to realize that Morgan can still work and that he really needs to keep his skills sharp as well. And I have to say that that certainly seems to be the case. And it's really been good for both of them to realize that they both are very important and they both have important roles in our home. Morgan definitely is the alpha dog. He still bosses Whistle around, and Whistle is so respectful to Morgan, just like Morgan was respectful to Ramona. But I've learned that I have to get two of everything. I can't just have one toy for Whistle and not give the toy to Morgan. Um, If anything, Morgan gets the toy and Whistle doesn't because Morgan has to feel like he's still number one. But I just love that when they do play that Whistle will always relinquish the toy to Morgan. He always respects him. And I have to tell you that for the longest time, Morgan would not even play with Whistle. Whistle would beg for him to play with him and chase him in the backyard, and Morgan wouldn't have anything to do with him. He pretended that Whistle was a foster dog and that Whistle was going to be leaving any day. But over the last six months to a year, that's really changed. And now Morgan acknowledges Whistle, and sometimes they'll play, not all the time. But now I have noticed them playing and and Morgan, you know, trying to chase him or, or have some fun with him, which is really great to see. And Morgan also is aging more. He's had some health problems. And he definitely, you know, at first when I got Whistle, I felt so guilty. And I thought, did I retire Morgan too soon? Should I not have done this? You know, because as I said, Morgan did not accept Whistle right away and he was so devastated. But, you know, I don't think that. I think that I did retire Morgan at an appropriate time. Morgan was definitely slowing down and he could no longer work with me like I needed And it was really time for him to be retired. But all of those feelings of guilt, all of those, what if I did this? Should I have done that? You know, that's so normal to go through. And that's what I tell people. Don't beat up on yourself. It's going to be challenging. Hopefully, you'll have a smooth transition and your dogs will love each other or you'll have a wonderful home you can send your dog to and they can be in retirement bliss. But that's not always the case. That's not always reality. And I tell people, talk with your agency, talk with your vet, educate yourself as much as you can about what's going to work for you and your dog because we have to realize that we need this dog as a working dog we either need it to help us with a disability or we need our working dog to help us do our job there's a reason why they have to have the physical capabilities that they need in order to do their jobs and if they don't have that then we as the handler have to really be aware of that and I know people who have let their dogs work too long and I don't think that's a good thing I think we really need to be aware of what our dog needs as much as what we need and we need to honor them and that was so important to me I wanted to honor Ramona and I wanted to honor 
Morgan and make sure that they knew how much I valued them, how much I still valued them, and how important they were to us. And so, you know, that was work, especially in Morgan's case of making sure that I was responding to his needs while I was also responding to Whistle's needs and making sure that I was bonding with Whistle and developing my working relationship with him. You know, it's just really difficult. And I also tell people, ask questions of your agency about their retirement policies at the beginning of your relationship with that agency. Don't wait until it's time for you to retire your dog and then ask them what happens. You want to ask that right up front as you are applying for a service dog. Ask them what their policy is about retirement. Will you own your dog? Will the agency own the dog? Does the agency require you to remove the dog from your home before you can get another dog? You know, will they train your successor dog to be prepared for your current dog? You know, there's lots of questions that you need to ask. Again, what are their policies and how will they work with you in getting your successor dog and honoring your dog that's being retired? Because if you take these little, if you plan, you can really save yourself and your dog a lot of heartache and make it as smooth a transition as you possibly can. So thank you for letting me share my experiences with you. And I would love to hear your experiences of retirement because I learned so much from talking with other people who have working dogs. And I would just love to get your emails or calls and share with me your experiences because I think that there we can learn so much and every dog and every retirement is different. And together we can share our experiences and prepare ourselves for the retirement of our next service dog. So thank you so much for joining us. Whistle and I are always so thrilled and we hope you'll come back. And we thank Pet Life Radio and all of our sponsors for bringing you Working Like Dogs. And we wish you all the best. Thanks so much. Let's Talk Pets every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.